want to just say something about fear because I feel like fear is really important right now. I feel like there's a lot of fear going around on the Twitter, in the articles that people are reading. And I get it. You know, we all feel a little bit afraid because now it's 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 getting into crunch time. It's five weeks away from Tuesday is Election Day. Wow. Um, that's not a long time. It's basically a month. If there's going to be October surprises, we're almost into October. This is it. I mean, in five weeks from Tuesday, Election Day is going to happen. Maybe we win on Election Day. Maybe it takes a couple of days, but we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, anything can happen. So we're all going to feel a little bit uneasy until that day and the result is over and even then we're not going to totally be able to exhale fully until noon on january 20th when biden is sworn in and the federal government resumes uh, existing and being able to like do stuff which would be great um but in the meantime while you know there's all these scenarios being played around all these like people writing, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And uh, it seems like every other day there's a new, oh my God, can you believe the scenario that, right. that that's going to happen? Crazy. And Trump is going to get his person in the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court is going to decide nine and oh in favor of just keeping him around. And it's like, no, they're, they're not, they're not going to, they're not going to do that. That's not how it works. Just resist the temptation to fall into this uh, fear and panic mode. That is what I urge you. This and week it was the Atlantic story yeah. about the, the uh, oh, the, the Trump campaign, people in the Trump campaign are trying to figure out ways that they can circumvent the voters. You know what that means? That could just mean Jared on Google. I mean, come on, you know? Like, it doesn't mean anything. Just break down the story. Jared Kushner Poor used Jared. Google to try to figure out, shit, man, what can we do? Like, what in season 27 of The West Wing, what weird Aaron Sorkin fever dream can we come up with to, to use all the laws in the disposal? Well, it could be this, but then that happens. That, that's, I mean, the chances of any of this stuff happening is very slim. Most likely what's going to happen is, 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 as you point out, is the fear, but it's also the fear designed to get more Republican voters out because the polls are pretty dismal yes. for the Trump campaign. I mean, they just, you know, they, they could squeak out a victory for sure, but they only squeak out that victory if they get a lot of Republicans turning out. So, you know, the right. more he gaslights them about uh, voter fraud and the more than mainstream media falls into that trap of, of amplifying that gaslighting, the more Stupid people show fuckers. up at the polls on November 3rd. So, you know, he is just yeah. trying to ratchet up fear. He's going to go if he loses. He has to. You know, yeah. it's gonna he's going to go. I, it's yeah. fine. The process will take, will just, he'll just sort of, first of all, he will, if he loses, he, he's going to run away, everybody. <laughs> it's like, we keep saying this and people don't yeah. believe us, but it's, all he's ever done is quit and run. Uh, yeah. So, where uh, to though? I, I want to, Oh, some somewhere where they'll put a big face of him on the side of a building and, and UAE. He's going to go live with Eric Prince in the UAE. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good safe bet. It'll be the Middle East, but um, I do want to temper that though. With yeah, I think we I think we need to temper the sort of uh, so make sure denial's not sneaking in here either. Yeah. Barr is yeah. up to a bunch of fucking shit. He is. Mm -hmm. That's all he knows yes. how to do. I don't, he doesn't really know the law or how to, <laughs> the attorney general, he knows how to you know, gargoyle his way around into little dark corners and try some fuckery to shut something down and fuck up something else and just, you know, get his kingdom going. That's what he does. Uh, he does it really well. That's what he does. He's really good at it. That's all he knows how to do. He thinks that means being the attorney general, but it just means he's a tyrannical 
sort of fire bomber. Um, but, you know, so I do think they're, they're fucking around in North Carolina. I think they're trying shit there. I do think mm-hmm. that this, you know, the great Don Winslow, I just adore, he's a good man, um, mm. put out this, uh, you know, tweet of like, if you can't see this Pennsylvania, you know, nine ballot thing as a sort of, I don't, I, sorry, I don't remember the word. My brain's a little gone, everybody. But, you know, it's sort of the bullshit farce that it is, and you, you're not paying attention. So you're right. The mainstream media needs to stop carrying their water through yes. hyper, you know, hair on fire horseshit. And Adam Davidson put out a, just an incredible oh, thread today. Yeah, so oh, it's so good about like, hey, me, hey, 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 journalism, wake up. You got to do things in a different way here. You got to stop this muscle reflex. And it's like what we talked about weeks ago, Zev, of like they're in this dysfunctional relationship with him, mm-hmm. with the Trump administration. And they, they know they're doing it. They know they're fucking up. They know they're carrying the water of the disinformation. They know they're reacting. They don't know how to stop doing that. So they just keep doing it more going, oh, we know we're participating in this, but we can't stop. And it's it's a real dysfunction. It's really like watching an addict and an enabler just locked, right? Locked in this dysfunctional relationship. So, you know, as much as we can sort of wake them up, great. Otherwise, just stop listening. Greg's right. Don't listen to that. Yeah. I thought Adam's point was really good about, you know, the reflexive instinct of believing the the, the, the secretary of whatever or the, uh, you know, the official voice is, is always there. You're always going to lean in towards the, the, right. the official voice. And this time we can't. We can't just reflexively lean into um, what Pompeo says or what Barr says or what anyone else says from this administration. Because, you know, chances are they're lying about whatever's happening. And, and that's a good point. The, the farther along we go in this administration, it is staffed by sycophants, lickspittles, and morons. Teenagers, These people are not... Like no one there. I mean, look, we're going to talk teenager. about the Comey rule. We're going to talk about the Comey rule a little yeah. bit at the end here, but... Oh, that, yeah. yeah. The portrayal of, of the, the incoming administration, when there were still a couple grown-ups present, was still dipshittery beyond all proportion. And now when you have, like, <laughs> acting secretary Chad Wolf and acting secretary Ratfucker, whatever his name is, and you have these guys, Pompeo, these guys are jokes. They tried to do, I read this thing, they tried to yeah. screw Hunter Biden, you know, they do the Ukraine thing and this and that, and all they wound up doing was getting Rick Perry in trouble. That's how stupid they are. They can't even hit, so they try bad. to hit their own guy, and they yeah. can't even do that. And, For um, sure. Yeah. Like, okay, they, they're trying this elaborate thing to get Hunter Biden and Ukraine and this. It's so complicated. You have to be like a QAnon weirdo to even begin to understand it. Meanwhile, Donald Trump Jr. is on his fucking laptop, coked out of his mind. Oh, God, did you he see that? Like, Unbelievable. He looks like, I mean, delete that. Thing. It's like 3 a.m. at Nell's or something. What's going and, on? And, and, you know, back in the day. The, oh, that's your son, right. and this is the guy that's going to take over. The this is the this is the, the Republican parent. nominee in twenty twenty four. Come on, unbelievable. <laughs> well, it is. Wanted unbelievable. have such a good relationship and- with the Brazilians. <laughs> 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 What are they trading? You know. <laughs> well, I mean, and the and the Russians—they're the ones with right. the diplomatic. Right. Right. Did you, you know, see that the other day? The Russians had a whole uh, coke smuggling ring okay. through their Argentinian <laughs> embassy. Like, 
tons of tons of coke flowing through there. It's just insane. Unbelievable. They're traffickers. They're traffickers. They're, it's a mafia state. It's just like this is like these are the goods, everybody. It's a these world, are the, It's a um, mafia world. And it's like you, you wait, watch the Sopranos and you don't want to. Uh, the sun shouldn't mess with the drugs. That's every mob movie shows that. Junior can't yeah. even do that right. Okay. And sorry. they always do. And they always What's do. What's that line? They, don't use your supply or don't mess with your own supply or something. I don't, I don't remember what it is, yeah. but that, that line yeah. uh, is, is right. probably but true. I, I want to say. I want to say one thing back on, on Greg's point before we move on. Of The other part of denial that we got to resist is um, it, the, the inability to accept what's gone. Mm. That, that's go to yeah. see it's gone. And the sooner everyone accepts that and knows that it's gone, here's how it's going to benefit. It's going to benefit in two ways. First, you're going to really deal finally the dems i think are going to finally really deal with how important elections are and we've been saying it for the last four years oh but this is why you got to have your own deep bench you have to have plenty of talent coming through the ranks they need to be nurtured we have to stop hanging on to like these archaic you know political name, dynasty, whatever, thinking they're somehow going to rescue us or make everything all right or make everything okay. Fuck that, right? This is, it's, you know, it's really important that we win every single election and and especially the Senate. Got to take that Senate. You see how powerful it is, number one. So that's a good, it's good. It's a painful moment now. It's a painful era we're going to live through, but never give up this fight, right? That's one. Two, it, look, the people who are have been on their crusade to end abortion, and they are crusaders. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about fucking anything. They really don't. They don't care if I if if my all my rights are stripped. They don't care about. They don't care about shit. Nope. They don't. There's nothing more important to them. It's their single sure. issue voters, and they're on a crusade, and they really are bothered by this fucking monster that we've got as president. And this has been their suffering, right? That, oh, they had to vote for him. And, oh, God told us it would be a flawed messenger. And, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, it's been this painful experience for them but that they had to deal with, oh, he paid a stripper. Oh, he fucked a porn star. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, they've been clutching their peel, pearls and saying, but we know he's... He's going to get us the right. And you know what? He got them what they wanted. And they're all out there now saying, you know what? It was worth it. But don't think that they believe he's going to give them more of that. Right. This was as, as dark and cynical as it is. This is what they were calculating is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was going to die. And that was the seat they wanted. And they got it. So maybe they will sit this election out to a certain degree because they got the only thing they fucking wanted. Oh, they got a lot. Why they got a lot of what they wanted. And they they got a ton of what they Well, but I mean, this one thing. Yeah. So yeah. It, this is their hope, right? And so, you know, the, the more we can keep putting out there about how horrible this man is, I'm ready for his list of abortions that he paid for to come out. Let's get that shit out. Finally, mm-hmm. there's Oppo research on this guy that people are still sitting on. I don't know what they're fucking doing. Release it, right? Um, his the more his son can go at the more Adderall rocks come shooting out of his nose, right? Like all of this, <laughs> we're gonna keep pushing this in front of people's faces and keep embarrassing the fuck out of them 
for they thinking care, they can though. go and vote. I mean, for honestly, them. I feel like they are so baked in. When you see the polls, everybody's so ex- on the extremes, I, and there's like five percent of voters that aren't are undecided. That never happens. Listen, I mean, it's. Pretty, I, I'm telling you this, though. I'm yeah. telling you this. Don't collapse the racist MAGA cult with the actual evangelical pro-choicers. That's interesting. They yeah, overlap point. a lot, but don't collapse those two those two segments. Um, so, so we can just peel off some of them to where they think that, okay, I won my holy war and now I'm going to go and fucking sleep because I've been, wait, they've been waging that war since the mid age, mid eighties, really. Let's get back to the top story of your week, Greg, ah, which was, I'm sorry, Jared the Kushner. top story of the week. Yes, Jared it was Kushner. Jared Kushner. I, I, last week there was a whole bunch of things that happened that were important. And I just real quick, BB and the UAE, they came to the white house and signed that thing. And then people got COVID right when they were there. We forgot about that. <laughs> really? I forgot about that. Yeah, they did. They were like, Oh, white house staffers have COVID. That was like the same 20 minute Okay. Oh my so, gosh. So uh, that was a week ago. We haven't heard any reports of COVID from those governments, so maybe they got away unscathed. And it's like this isn't a peace treaty. This is like mobsters meeting up. This is a this is a it's, sit down. You know, you know that uh, Netanyahu yeah. brought his dirty laundry. Did you guys see that? That he uh, every time he arrives at the uh, at, in in the states, he brings up bags and bags of dirty laundry. Um, and what? in this particular case, he was he was he was a little bit more conscious of it because there was a bit of a complaint put out that you know maybe he shouldn't bring months worth of, of, of laundry. <laughs> For the for the presidential staff to clean it out, but you know only oh that would be as cheap as that. You mean actually? He actually brought dirty. I thought actual you meant dirty, dirty laundry. laundry. Some actual sort of- real dirty laundry. I was like, wow. <laughs> it's not oh even metaphorical. My. It's just the actual thing. That's I have no comment about that. <laughs> no. I have nothing um, to say about that other than to the- acknowledge that Greg is right that that these are Jared's money launderers right these are jared's kingpins they just showed up they've been in business together all this time oh, like yeah. why do you guys have his report why do you need yeah. peace with one another right they you, are they are one together. of the same thing so it's not yeah it's it's such a load of crap and i think people knew that uh, vindman lieutenant yeah. colonel vindman came out and good. said he thinks trump is a useful idiot for russia uh there was Virginia had the early voting. Remember, we saw those all those masses yeah. of people standing in line and voting. Right. I don't think they were voting yes. for Trump, guys. So, you know, <laughs> yes, maybe they the lines could have been better. But this, this is a bad if I'm Trumpy, that's a bad sign that that, mm-hmm. that suggests enthusiasm. Kanye West urinated on his Grammy for some reason. I don't know. Maybe he thought that would improve his presidential chances. I would still rather watch that than a Trump MAGA rally, but whatever. Um, and then have, Barr gave have, that rambling yeah. speech where he he talked about all kinds of crazy shit. But he talked about John Kerry, which is interesting because Kerry was the guy that busted BCCI after Barr was trying to cover it up back right. in the uh, oh. his first go round. Um, right. So we the got Florida those branch. things. They got all, all around that Florida branch of BCCI. That's right. They did do that. This week, yeah. Ron Johnson put out his uh, report with uh, what's his name, the guy that hit the deer, Chuck Grassley. Um, in Iowa and the, the Barisma, whatever <laughs> the fuck, the report is nothing. It was basically like, it was Where's like, it's a report on the Great Gatsby. We're going to look into the Great Gatsby. And they just took pages out of the Great Gatsby and handed it in. <laughs> oh, and so it's bad. like, no, man. And it's ridiculous so because I wrote a piece in December saying that this guy was basically part of a sleeper cell and he would be activated closer to the election. And now we're getting closer to the election. And guess what? He's been activated. I wrote about it in December. This is not Which easy. guy was activated? Wait a second. What did I miss? Ron Johnson. He goes to, oh, goes to Moscow. Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin, yeah. goes to Moscow 
Fourth of July, 2019, right. and then comes back, says all this crazy shit. And uh, I wrote yeah. in December, he, there, he's going to start doing crazier and crazier shit. And, and it's getting closer to the election. And guess what? He's doing crazier and crazier Russian shit. Actual then somebody points. tweeted at me that the election in Wisconsin was very close and really suspicious. So maybe that's what they have on him. I don't know. They have something on him. The guy is, to quote what McCain said, about Rand Paul, he's working for Vlad Putin. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. That's it. But but my right. most important story of the week is back to Kushner because this happened. Um, Catherine Ebon at Vanity Fair uh, again last week, I think Thursday afternoon, Friday morning, sometime when all of a sudden, right after it dropped, lots of other stuff started happening, wrote a follow-up story about um, the Kushner report about how Kushner had you know, assembled this team of, of his um, billionaire buddies and his college roommate and like some dude he met at the gym. I don't know, these people to come up with a plan for the pandemic response. And the people did. His friends actually did come up with a good plan or a better plan than what they actually did, which was nothing. And they, the people gave Kushner the plan, which involved lots of testing. Let's test. Let's get the data. And by right, testing, that testing, was, that testing. That was going to save us uh, 140,000 people. Uh, they pulled the plug. They pulled the fucking plug. They pulled the plug on that plan at, because the, the thinking was Kushner said, well, it's people in New York and New Jersey and California. Those are Democratic states. We can blame the governors. It will be good for us politically just to let this go. So that's when I wrote my blue state genocide piece and pointed out that Kushner is from New Jersey and lives in New York. And as LB said at the time, hangs out a lot in Los Angeles. These are the three states where he spends all of his time and he's willing to let his friends and family die. So he's an evil fucker. When this is over, this man must be in prison for the rest of his life, the rest of his miserable life. But it gets worse, people, because in the last, the follow-up reporting, now they're talking about Remember the push to do the Defense Production Act? Everybody was begging Trump to do the Defense Production Act. We need ventilators. You had companies lined up. Ford, I believe, was one of the companies lined up that said, we can do it. Tell us what to do. Sign the law. Let's get going. And Jared didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. He refused. He said, quote, this is from the article in Vanity Fair, the federal government will not lead. It's up to the states because I guess it's 18 fucking 45 or something. Right. And um, then they pointed out his team. This is her inside people that he knows are like, dude, the PPE like states are bidding against each other for the PPE. We need the federal government to buy all of it and allocate it because that's the safest, surest way that it's going to get uh, to the places where it needs. And he said, quote, Cuomo, meaning the governor, uh, Andrew Cuomo of my state of New York, Cuomo didn't pound the phones hard enough to get PPE for his state. His people are going to suffer. And that's his problem. That's what Jared Kushner said about the state where I live and the state where he lived for most of his adult life. Fuck this guy. He's an evil fucking guy. Okay. Whatever happens with Trump, no matter what happens, when we take the Senate, investigate this fucker and put him in jail. He deserves to be in jail. And if he's guilty of espionage, he deserves more than jail, quite frankly. That's right. These people treason when they're in prison. They treason. Manafort is in prison colluding, treasoning with Rudy Giuliani. There's a reason right. why capital punishment is done for treason in every human society from time immemorial until like 25 years ago. That's right. And Bill Barr, Bill Barr brought it back, damn it. So that's what I have. That's my two cents. I'm sorry to get all no, like, you're uh, absolutely I know, right. I know some no, of the liberals don't like right. when I bring up the capital punishment, but I'm sorry. This man is fucking evil. He's evil. 
That's it. That's Try him, dead convict plus. him, maximum I mean, penalty. Well, yeah, that's my big, that's my news story. Okay, mm. so I only mm. have one thing to talk about this week, and that is that uh, this response to the epidemic, to the pandemic, right, led by Jared, not led by Donald, led by Jared, is the fourth largest mass casualty event in U.S. history. Mm-hmm. It is uh, surpassed only by uh, the 1918, no, Donald gets confused, <laughs> 18 pandemic, which is the leading cause, uh, the uh, leading casualty event, then the Civil War, which is only Americans warring with Americans. So only people going to fucking die in that are a bunch of fucking Americans, right? Which is mm-hmm. like 619,000 deaths. And then World War II. We are on track to surpass, uh, I believe we'll probably surpass World War II this year, by this year's end or by by the uh, probably the end of January. So it'll be the third largest. It is the single largest mass casualty event in New York history. Um, mm-hmm. More that you know that the, the, there were two big events. Um, one was the burning of the General Slocum that happened at the turn of the century. That was that's a really interesting piece of history um, that happened in New York, where all these missionaries and they all burned in their in their ship. Uh, uh, just tons of deaths, and there was corruption and horribleness in that as well. They had like life vests filled with sand, right? That because the you know the people with the boat didn't want to have to meet regula- even the regulations at that in that era in like 1902 or something and then 911 hmm. and covid beat, beat all of that just flew right past that in terms of numbers of dead americans so we're talking about dead americans everybody Fourth it's absolutely shocking mass casualty event in us history if you don't think you were living through a war, you're you're wrong. I mean, we really are in the midst of a major, major war. Now, whether the war is just against the virus that just spontaneously happened or not, I mean, that's up for debate still, I think. I mean, I'm not saying it was biologically developed, but it's, you know, how it spread was clearly intentional. I mean, there's no ways that Donald Trump and Jared Kushner did not have the intention of spreading this they disease weaponized it. further. They, yeah. So, you know, it doesn't really matter how it originated in some ways, but it, it certainly is clear that these guys went out of their way to kill as many Americans as possible. That's right. Um, and are still doing it. And That's I believe right. we, today. At the, at, at the basic thing, when we're talking about the election and not the cultists, but the people that are still kind of wobbly, COVID is the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's really right. one guy is trying to kill us and one guy is trying to save us. It, it, I hate to be Manichaean about this, oh, but it really is that stark. You have that's Biden, it. who, it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or fear, debt, slavery, and death by plague. That's it. Mm. That's what. That's the choice here. So you want to live or die? It's really I mean, that really, simple. If he's going to get elected, he's going to continue this, right? Like it's not like he's going to stop trying to spread coronavirus. He'll continue until at least the vaccine is ready. But even beyond that, that's only in June, probably. In all real, you know, in all reality, it's only going to be available in June. So by the time it gets, they can't put this genie back in the bottle. So whether they want to continue it or not, even if he thinks, oh, I can show up and be the. I could be the arsonist and the firefighter, right? If mm. he's, you can't. Well, we have to go into major lockdown. Control. We really do. I mean, the only way to stop it is to go yeah. into a major lockdown and then, you know, hopefully yeah. manage the way out of it again. But right now we're heading into herd immunity, which is, you know, 80% of the population is herd immunity. That's a, uh, that's a, and it's we can't good. go there. That's six million people, six million people yeah, are going to die. We can't do that. Uh, uh, and can I, 
I, it's just I can't. Just as a, just as a matter of of, of hope here, mm-hmm. I want to say something because this is what I yeah. actually think is going to happen. Like right now, we don't have, as the Jared Kushner story pointed out, uh, it's a, a federal government will not lead. It's up to the states. That's the position of these assholes. That was the position of Grover Cleveland when like and Herbert Hoover, right when big business took over stuff, and then there was a swing. That was exactly their position. It's not the job of the federal government to act. So the federal government is not acting. They're not doing any. Anything. They're, they're, they, they have their Caputo and their, their spin doctors in, in these positions lying to us while they're just sitting on their hands. So what's going to happen is as soon as Biden is sworn in, right, boom, we suddenly have a functional federal government again, like like immediately. And then it's not yeah. going to take long before they can, like, figure some of this stuff out. Like, hey, everybody's got to wear a fuck mat. Florida, put your mask on. OK, put your, we're going to send the National Guard there. You're going to put your mask on and that's it. You know, that kind of stuff that the federal government has to oversee and, you know, do, they will automatically do. Also, if Trump is the president and there's a vaccine, how are they going to manage giving it out? Like he, he can't do that. He doesn't know how to do anything. Right. He can't even. Very so but Biden, yes. Biden will be able Biden Harris will be able to do that. So what's going to happen is one year from now. OK, we're going to be. In a Biden administration, everybody's going to be vaccinated or a lot of people are going to be vaccinated. And we're going to and we're going to say um, and it's going to look like this in the future. Holy crap. Remember when Trump was president that last year and we were all sick and then Biden got and like like almost overnight. We were OK. It's going to mm. feel like that. Absolutely. Because that's 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 the corrosive yeah. like the, 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 the what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, deleterious effect of not having a guy at the wheel. The ship is just spinning around aimlessly. Right yeah, now, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're it, trying to make things worse. They're not. There's just, fo- is, there's 40 governors back. with oars like mm. trying to rowing against each other. Yeah. We need somebody back there telling them what to do. And when we have that, it's going to immediately, I mean, immediately make a difference. So you know, keep that in mind also when you vote and, and mind, when you're talking guys, to people who are on the fence. Yeah. These guys also yeah. are in there for a profit. You know, Jared Kushner and his company are, are waiting like vultures to buy up all this distressed uh, property in these, uh, you know, devastated neighborhoods that have been economically devastated by... Seize his fucking money. Take his money. Take it all. I mean, it's just unbelievable that these guys can be allowed to create an event that is so horrible and then try to profit of it on the back end of it. It's just astonishing. That's right. Um, that really- was great. That, that was your thread, uh, Zev. That was really great. Um, oh, by you. the way, I really believe you got behind something and looked at it from an angle that no one has done before of like, oh, they they stand to profit on the real estate that's fallout that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And he's this got this cadre, well. right? This organization, right. this real estate right. investment and firm that's sitting yeah. there waiting for it. Waiting for it. And, and this is why I say, and you guys have heard me say this many times, and I will continue to say this. There are these players in this world of, of horrible, evil men, mostly. There's women in there, too. But there are these players that enjoy having someone else out front, right? And they, they're connected to it all, but they kind of get to sit back and still enjoy the spoils of having celebrity friends and, you know, trying to push position themselves as, you know, oh, we're just, you know, doing this. Sheryl Sandberg is one of them. Mm. Cheryl Sandberg still positions herself as if she is some kind of, you know, somehow separate from everything going on at Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg can't function without her. She's his mommy. Mm-hmm. He was put in there <laughs> to manage that motherfucker. She right? runs and the she place. 
them. She runs it and what she runs him. She runs him. Watch her run him. When they do it, it, interviews, she's as much as she can. Oh, I got frozen there a little bit. As much as she can, she gets she's there with him and she's coddling him and nurturing him. And he's just like sweating fucking bullets because he's just like, oh, Putin owns me, Putin owns me, Putin owns me. Ah! Right? Don't let anybody know. And so and she's just like petting the baby. Petting mm. the baby. Petting the baby. <laughs> Keeping the baby happy. That's her. Fuck that bitch. Yeah. One. Number two is Josh Kushner. Mm. Now, Josh Kushner and his wife enjoy a little celebrity circuit out here. Right? Mm, they do. They got the Gwen Stefani's, my friend, and all these fucking people are their friends. And they still, even though we're in COVID and people aren't traveling, they still have them in the phones. They still have they still have this little social circle because, oh, well, Josh is the good one. Josh is the good Kushner. And Jared, no one really understands. And there's this whole thing about Vodka and Jared, how no one really understands them. And only this little, you know, co- talking about cadre, this cadre of like friends that are all in there, all fucking invested into some kind of Silicon Valley poor shit with Yuri Milner. It's really sick out here. And these adults are in this little circle, some of them are actually the adult children of really powerful media moguls out here. Mm. And they do the yachts and they do the planes and they are still coddling Josh fucking Kushner. That needs to stop Josh right Kushner was now. getting cash in on the vaccines or the testing, at least. That was his company, Oscar. And he's going to cash right. in on Cadre. So he was, you know, basically going to cash right. in on both ends of this thing that uh, Jared Kushner That's was setting right. up for him. That's yeah, right. but does he, he does he ha- is he invested in Burisma though? Is he on the board of Burisma? Well, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Probably. Um, you know, there's an interesting thing about Jared Kushner. He introduced. Um, it was Jared Kushner that introduced Donald Trump to Peter Thiel, and uh, Peter Thiel is the my number one enemy of, in the world right now because this man has <laughs> is, is you listing for Palantir, which is a, right. a, a basically a, what does Palantir do? Palantir data mines your information on a scale that we've never seen before. They basically cross-reference everything they find out about you with every database in the world, and they basically could form a perfect picture of who you are, where you are, and what you're doing at any given time. And Peter Thiel started this thing, and it's being used by law enforcement agencies, by the Pentagon. It's been used by uh, the tra- for the tracking of coronavirus as recently as, as this year. And so they've gotten themselves into government, and government loves them because they're very accurate. You know, they do a good job of, of tracking things. So this week, they're getting, uh, now getting ready for their IPO. And they're being valued at $22 billion, which is outrageous. But that's because they're going to be earning a billion dollars a year from whom? From your government, from you, the taxpayer, and from all these governments around the world who want this information. Because guess what? They get to know what everyone's doing. They don't need any uh, court rulings or uh, or uh, what do you call it, warrants in order to to find out about you. They can just go into Palantir and discover who you are. It's a if you if you thought that Facebook was bad, you've, you haven't seen anything yet. Because Palantir and the other stuff that Peter Thiel is doing is shocking uh, and you know most recently we saw them in ice um they they helped the the capture or i would call it capture but the roundup of legal and illegal immigrants um through for ice uh, they've done the coronavirus stuff which really terrifies me enormously and now they're going to be worth 22 billion dollars this guy is 
the guy who runs it, his name is Mr. Michael Carp, but he looks crazy to me. I mean, I don't know if he looks crazy to you, but <laughs> this is probably his more sane picture. And he's in charge of the world's data. He controls everything about you. He knows what you're doing at any given moment. He knows your deepest, darkest secrets, what you're buying, where you are, whether you exited from your front door or your back door today, and he'll give you an analysis of what that means. And he's backed by this guy, Peter Thiel. And, oh, I should explain where Palantir comes from. Palantir, if you remember the Lord of the Rings, I think it was, um, there's a, a thing that is like an all-seeing eye that this guy in the back here, he's from a wizard or something. I don't know what his name is, Gandalf. He That's is the, um, yeah. he has this all-seeing eye. The white wizard, yeah. The white wizard. He has this all-seeing eye called the Palantir. And so he uses this thing and ultimately the Palantir tricks him or is used against him and he loses all his power. But we don't seem to follow that part of the, of the moral of the story. Instead, we get Peter Thiel, who is the only person, I don't, I don't understand why Peter Thiel ever in the million years wanted to uh, support or, and endorse Donald Trump, but he did. And Peter Thiel is um, you know, a white nationalist, for one thing. It was recently uh, reported that he right. was speaking at a white nationalist convention of some sort. They have those. He's also the uh, a funder of Carbon, well, he's a, which he's is a the eugenics guy. Yeah, yeah, he's I just mean, a eugenics guy. He wants to live forever. Beyond white nationalism, it's it's you know the uh, perfecting human uh, genetically think this belief that Donald has as well. Um, Donald has the old fashioned version of like a racehorse theory. You know, yeah, he's but, been talking but, about that recently again. But, but he's Thiel got a is into going in. Yeah, he's very dangerous. He's got a billion it. dollar institute that looks at how he can That's stay right. alive longer. You know, he That's takes right. all these weird gels every day that are supposedly life sustaining and whatever. Well, um, they study urine too. So, you know, just bringing it full circle around to, to Kanye urinating on his. He was the guy, by the way, that used to, I think, um, <laughs> inject the blood or have the blood of younger people infused into his bodies, however that works. Uh, remember that was in that show? That he was the guy who I was, on Silicon, I was on Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. Well, because he was the guy reputed to have done that, actually. That's what yeah, that was based on. Um, he's also a, a Netanyahu ally. Of course, he's a Netanyahu ally. Why wouldn't he be? He's a friend of Jared's. <laughs> he's a friend of Donald's. He's formerly of the, Pi the PayPal mafia. He also thinks the world is coming to an end. So he's bought a big place in New Zealand where he thinks it's the only mm. safe place to be at the end of the world. So he's a believer in the apocalypse. Um, he was a big investor in Facebook uh, at the start of Facebook. He's a good, good friend of Eric Prince, and he's very close to the DeVos family. I mean, this guy's charming and lovely and wonderful, and I'm sure you'd have him over for dinner. But he is about to cause chaos for all of us because our lives are in his hands. He's got all the data, all the information. And what they've done in enlisting this company in the public space on, an, on the, at the New York Stock Exchange, they've said that only they, the three of them, him, the first guy you saw looked a little crazy, and their, and their partner can control this company for all time. In other words, no matter how many shares you and I buy of that company, they get to still overrule anything um, that they say, that, uh, that we say or want them to do. So you've got this yeah. monster that's entering our space right now. It's been around for a while, but now it's about to go boof and go huge. And you're going to get so much money invested into, into them. And they'll go, they'll basically rule our lives because they have so much surveillance capability and so much data mining capability. They are in fact, the most terrifying thing on the planet. Um, when, when I Trump went to Saudi Arabia at all on any of that. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Terrifying. When Trump went to Saudi Arabia and put his hand on that orb, was that a prototype of this thing? Well, was he, he like downloading all the, 
That orb is a well, really I, interesting the question. Actually, that orb is, is yeah. you know, we have to talk about it in probably another show because I've been doing a little bit of digging around around what that orb really means and where why it was there. And there is also this linkage to the Da Vinci uh, painting that is, is quite fascinating. That, you know, it does seem like that orb is there for a symbolic reason well beyond what it was originally intended to uh, reflect, which is a war against uh, extremism, which I think is what they said it was. There's obviously a lot yeah, more meaning. Whatever the question is. Yeah. yeah. So, he, Here's, are you ready for my transition? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> this, could be, this is a great transition. So notice how, uh, you know, these guys, especially that have that what we call our fucketeers and our data fucketeers and even before them and the, and the narrative, the folks behind all the narrative warfare, the Bob, the Mercers of the world, right? Mm-hmm. They are obsessed with storytelling mythology. So Palantir, of course, because it's out of the Lord of the Rings. Then we have a lot of Alice in Wonderland, down the rabbit hole language that they use. And you have Chuck Johnson, and it, who is a Teal Fellow as well. And that whole brigade, right, using the Matrix, where Red Pill and Blue Pill, and then Musk, Elon Musk jumps into it because it's a big Silicon Valley thing. You know, they love the movies and they love the fantasy books. They love this. They love fiction. They love scripted stuff, even if it's nonfiction. It's they love the movie line, like you know, and we do too. Follow the money, mm, right? From the Watergate, right? All the president's men. That never happened. He was never Deep Throat was never in the garage in the dark at night saying follow the money. That's a screenwriter that came up with that moment, even though it was actual events, and encapsulated it right and gave us that great movie line. All the movie lines from The Godfather that we all know, and even just calling Junior Fredo every time he cooks or now he's going to be Scarface Fredo Scarface I don't know which one is he which one is he we don't know but it's some kind of character from a movie right or a book because that is the power of storytelling this is why I have been as you guys know as a screenwriter not even doing my own stuff but really pushing 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 and backing the filmmakers that I know that were in the key position to get movies made to get, you know, I sent out a big thread myself years ago of like, because I had seen some scripts. <gasps> I saw a script with Nikki Haley in it. I can't talk about it too much. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's like, I was like, oh shit, we're coming for you, right? My people are coming <laughs> for you, right? I'm not saying I don't even have my own stuff. I'm just saying I'm, I'm not involved in these other films and I'm helping promote them because I know the power of the medium, the power of the medium of film, the power of the medium of television, how powerful it is, especially with a true story, to have an actor portray a character. It brings the whole thing to life. All of a sudden, it's real for people. All of a sudden, they can relate to it. All of a sudden, it sticks in their brain, right? Even a comedian doing an impersonation. Sarah Palin is was dead in two seconds as soon as Tita Fey impersonated her. That was it. You could never see Sarah Palin again true. without seeing Tina Fey. So we it's have hard to tell the difference like sometimes. I know. Now, Greg and I, Greg and I, and this is this is because I, you know, I do know this. I do know the filmmaker uh, behind the Comey rule. Um, is an v- incredible man um, on, on every level. Just a just a great human being. Um, lovely, that looks great. lovely. Tonight. Yeah, his name is Billy Ray. He's the writer director, um, and I knew when he was when he got that got that rights to that book, and he was heading off to film that film. And I was, he's like, I'm heading off. I was like, Oh my god, oh my god, because I know what Billy can do. I know what he's capable of, and God damn it, did he deliver? 
holy shit, this is great. Um, and Greg, you wrote an incredible review about it. Um, and, and just so you guys know, even though he, he's like my friend and I support this, and Greg has gotten to know Billy a little bit, um, that was a real review. Like Greg's like, I got to just do a real review of this. And it was a little nervous. You were a little nervous. You were, Greg, you were like, is it going to be good? I don't know. Maybe it's not going to be good, right? So no, I was, I nervous, the, I was nervous that the movie was, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes spoken people not. and you're like, oh, I don't know. No, it's great. And it's great right from the beginning. Like within... 60 seconds, you're just there, and that's it. I was a little worried about the portrayal of Donald Trump because I thought, oh, this is a little bit much. But then, as, as I saw more of the of the pro of the of the promo stuff, it looks great. I mean, it's just a it's a dark it's looking, you know, really dark character, uh, which he is so great to see him like that. He's not yeah. a caricature. He he's a this is a this is a Shakespearean level actor playing this mm. motherfucker, right? And he does it straight. It's going to make Donald Trump meltdown on a level mm. because he's going to finally have a mirror. He's going right. to have a mirror, right? This is a man that avoids mirrors. He wouldn't look the fucking way he looks, right? If he could look in the mirror and be honest, he'd be bald and not have that stupid fucking tan, right? Wouldn't have makeup on <laughs> it. If he could honestly face a mirror, he wouldn't look the way he looks. He can't, he can't face a mirror. It fucks him up. Mm. So think of just even Alec Baldwin got inside his head and fucked him up. And that was a caricature. This yeah. is, this is a great actor oh, doing wow. him. And he, I don't know that anybody will want to follow this. Um, what Brendan Gleeson does with this, I don't think anyone will want to do Donald Trump again. It's sort of like one of those things of, oh, he did it. Um, it's Sunday and Monday. Sunday night's the first night, I believe, right? Greg, am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. Sunday's the, is the first night. I don't <laughs> know if it's on it's, Monday or Tuesday yeah. the second night. Whatever. It's, a, it's rare to I'm sure the time is so good. Monday. I mean, they just got it in the election cycle at a critical time. I mean, this is almost the October surprise. Yeah. Um, you know, in some ways, this is going to yeah. make people rethink what they know of as Donald Trump because that portrayal seems so strong. I mean, I wrote about it in my review and I compare it at least not not the movie tonally but the the impact of it potentially on the great dictator which charlie chaplin made in 1940 or released in 1940 and started making probably even before that and took a lot of courage to basically lampoon hitler in this incredible way knowing that hitler liked him and hitler wore that mustache that he wore because chaplin wore that mustache that he wore right oh, so really hitler hitler took the mustache from chaplin and chaplin took it back you want to advertise on Narrative Live? Well, we have partnered with AdvertiseCast to handle our advertising and sponsorship requests. They're great to work with, and they'll help you advertise on our show. Please email sales at advertisecast.com or visit our show notes page. You'll find that in your podcast player where we describe what's on this week's show.